Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic doctor. I created this podcast to share my tips and knowledge on restoring your health naturally. It's exciting to share my unique approach with you to regenerating your body from the inside out. So get ready to receive practical and effective approaches for living your best life possible in under 15 minutes. Hello everyone, welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana here with medical intuitive Amy Hamilton, and this is another episode of Intuitive Healing. Today we are going to be discussing food sensitivities because we all have them, whether it's just a few or a lot. I've seen a lot in people, but it's really important that we discuss why we get them and what is going on energetically in our body when we do get them. So Amy, we would love to hear your take on what happens in the body when this, this occurs. Well, this is a particular, you know, topic near and dear to my heart, because I've been gluten and dairy free for almost 14 years, because they're not my friend. And that's kind of how I see it in the body. Some foods, we might love them, we might think they're awful, but there's just some foods that when I see people eat them, it just makes like your cells feel puffy to me. It makes you feel gunky in your throat. They're just, it's just like, like there's an overall feeling like, ugh, that doesn't work. Um, Sometimes we do a lot to power through some of those, you know, food sensitivities. We know, oh, I shouldn't have that dairy, but I'm going to have it. I really like it. For me, it's not dairy or gluten. It's these things. It's so funny that I actually have them in my desk. These. <laughs> my body does not like these. Does not like them, but I love them. My brain, I like think that, oh, I can have those. And they are terrible for me. But And they hurt my tummy. But every once in a while, I'll push through. So that's kind of the way that it goes. There's things that make our bodies feel just not great. And when I work with people, it can be as varied as these fruit rings, or it could be regular gluten and dairy, which is more common, or it can be things like oatmeal. Um, So for me, I'm able to pinpoint, I would love to hear from you. How do you test for this? Like what kinds of things do you do when you're testing for food sensitivities or helping people with food sensitivities? That's a really good question. I would say the very first thing is I actually like to have people eat based on their genetics. So it's a simple blood test that you can do to figure out what your DNA wants to eat. Because I find that once we get people eating based on their genetics, then all the inflammation goes away that exactly what you're saying in the body, that yucky feeling, whether people have symptoms of headaches or skin issues or mood issues that can be related to gluten, for example, that that you know very clearly from your past experiences, you know, people experience and go through. And that I hear from my patients as well. Um, but it doesn't just have to be gluten. It can be anything from an almond. It could be a cucumber. It just all depends on what that person is eating that's eliciting those responses. And then there are different companies out there that offer different tests, such as um, their skin prick tests. So you can just prick your finger at home. And um, this particular test is done by the company name, it's Meridian Valley Labs, and it's an immunospot test. So what they're doing is they're taking five drops of blood from your your finger. And then from there, they're testing about 150 different foods. So you can determine at that time, 
what your food sensitivity is. I would like to know, though, Amy, what happens in the body when food sensitivities aren't addressed energetically speaking? You know, it's really um, interesting because for me, sometimes food sensitivities originate, um, you know, with genetics or, you know, like my parents don't do very well with with dairy. I mean, I have a genetic profile that has generations of not doing great with dairy. And that can just evolve into other, you know, issues like you can you can turn a I eat too much dairy into a colitis. Like, you know, you can see that kind of going in and being really yucky. But I also see when there's food sensitivities that have to do with emotions. So a lot of times they'll be, okay, well, my favorite food growing up when I was with my mother and I was eating it during this traumatic event. And then that can cause the food sensitivities. And when that happens, the the spiral into other emotional challenges can really kind of kick off. So it's it's a lot having to do with where it originates and how, um, you know, when there's when the genetics play out is a very different outlook for when it's antibiotic caused or leaky gut caused. And and um, and that's why it's so great to work with. Um, like with you as a doctor, because it, um, you're able to tell, okay, well, we've got 75 foods. That's definitely not a food issue. That's a gut issue. And, um, and sometimes if you're not able to heal over time by doing the normal process of taking things out and healing the gut, then we can look into some of the emotional issues or some of even sometimes those past life issues that are saying it's not okay to heal. Or you're, you don't deserve enough to heal and get better and feel better. Oh, that's a great point that you bring up. Especially, I, I, I love that you mentioned how food sensitivities start during stressful events in our life and stressful events that we wouldn't have even thought of, such as, you know, a traumatic event, or even maybe you moved from one school to another, or you moved states, or somebody passed in your life that you loved, because your body does create, an, in terms of in the medical um, outlook of all of this, an antibody against that food that you were eating during that stressful event. Because when you're stressed, your body produces inflammatory cytokines or messengers, and it recognizes everything that's going on in that moment. So rotating those foods every three to four days, meaning whatever we're eating right now, not to eat that food every single day, it actually will help the body to not develop that sensitivity to it. So so what you're telling me is I shouldn't have been eating these for the last three days and my mask, it doesn't feel good on my tummy. Why am I doing Maybe this? Maybe every four days. Try that. <laughs> what Hello. I to do is not buy it. And that's part of, um, you know, that's something I want to share. Like food sensitivities are so hard um, because uh, so many times, especially with particular upbringings and different cultures, food can equal love. And changing someone's, changing your food can be really, really emotionally challenging because you almost have to separate the emotion from the food and just say, here's what I'm going to eat. Um, so even for those of us like you and I who work in this all the time, we still do 
fall off the wagon. I, I got to throw these away. I don't even know why they're sitting here. It must be someone who's listening today who really needed to hear about the peach jelly rings. That- <laughs> well, we certainly do all have them. I mean, right. let's not talk about my food cupboard. Oh, actually, my chocolate drawer. I mean, that chocolate drawer is filled, filled, and it's a big drawer. It's a, it's a really good big one. And yeah. I think I do actually have some sort of delicious, squishy, whether it's a licorice in there or a gummy thing, <laughs> moderation in all things. Yes. So I think that's, um, you know, a really important point that you talk about. It, you know, it's we all do this. We all eat things that we know are not great for us, but it's the amount of time. And um, for our, for for adults, we can say no, we can overeat and be like, okay, I'm, I'm done, I'm out. But for our kids, when they have food sensitivities, when those adolescents have food sensitivities, it acts very, very differently. They actually want to eat it more. And it's almost sometimes becomes a compulsion. So if you've got a kid who has a developmental issue, a learning delay, and they're only eating these things, Unfortunately, that's when you can kind of look into or work with a functional medicine doctor to look into their food sensitivities because in kids, it becomes that's all they eat. Um, We as adults can say, oh, I would like to, but I'm not going to. It makes me feel bad. That's a very interesting point. Very interesting point. And have you offered maybe those kids I don't I think it's hard to do with kids but certainly with adults you can offer food diaries because when we do do food diaries we can really get into gosh you know what when I ate that uh whatever it was that food it elicited some sort of symptom with kids it might be a little bit more challenging but I think that's a key point that you bring up if you see them eating that same food day in and day out and they just can't give it up Yeah. And that's why, because sometimes with kids, you don't know all the things that are going on, depending on the age of kids, depending on where they're eating, depending on all that. Sometimes you have everything locked down Mm -hmm. and you'll eat, they'll, they'll eat. I I mean, with, with one of my sons, I can tell, I could tell within an hour of eating gluten, he was mean. Like it was really obvious, but sometimes there's just so much going on or they're eating a lot of foods that don't. So um, if you're identifying it, you know, the gold standard, you can do some of those testing, but for the kids, removing some of that stuff and then just slowly reintroducing. And then when you see what we used to call the Hulk, we're like, that is a food that we (laughs) just need to get rid of, even if it's really hard. I mean, removing stuff from kids diets. I have been there with my children and it is not fun, but it is very, very, very healing and very helpful. Um, because you don't have to, you know, removing the food, as you said, you can rotate it. You can, um, once you remove and heal the tummy, when the inflammation goes down, when that response that you're talking about goes down, you can a lot of times reintroduce the food and not have those, those issues. So um, it's really important to do that healing time and like reduce what I see as that puffiness. And then it's, then it can be okay to reintroduce it. And I would say on a final note, it's not just about removing the foods. That is absolutely the first step. 
but it's also about using different tools in your toolbox to heal, whether it's a diet diary or supplements, because it does come down to there's inflammation on the inner lining of the GI tract, right? So when that happens, we need to make sure that we're healing the inner lining of the GI tract so that we don't have that leaky gut going on anymore. Very important that those food particles aren't allowed to go into the blood to create that inflammatory type of response. So there are different supplements that I love. um, And, you know, those are all things that we discuss during the appointments, once we discover that someone does have a food sensitivity of some kind, I think definitely getting tested is a priority and um, understanding the root cause of it. If it's emotionally based, this is where you come in, Amy. I mean, (laughs) you really help to get to the root core of when did it first start? Because sometimes we just don't know. Mm -mm, So you're a valuable asset. Oh, well, thank you. And so are you. It's so always wonderful to work with you with both of our clients and patients, because it's just, you know, the end goal is making all of us feel better. And um, food sensitivities are one of those big ones that just make you feel yucky. Mm -hmm. And we want to feel good when we're eating and we want to eat foods and feel good after the fact and Mm -hmm. dread eating. I think, you know, eating is such a of course, we need it to survive. But it's also it can be fun because socialize with it. And um, so it is a big part of being a human on this earth. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's always good to do this and to to learn. So thank you for I think this is an important topic for us to talk about today. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on and discussing this. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Amy or myself. And remember, when you regenerate, there's a new you every day. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, Amy.